You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Yes! On the sportscast, we're gonna get our opinions out. Stop being assholes. You suck. On the sportscast, we're gonna get boozed up and shout. Yeah. We'll talk about some sports action. Just don't expect any satisfaction. We only talk about sports we care about. Unbelievable. <laughs> On the sportscast, we always go over and out. Yeah. On the Sportscast, we're gonna take your BSVs. For the most part, fans are dumb. On the Sportscast, we don't waste time talking hockey. Now that shit, I'll fucking do without. Pro football is our mission. The men's give team a brain condition. PJ knows what college sports are all about. On the Sportscast, we're getting drunk, so come hang out. Welcome, everybody, back to the Binge Sportscast. I'm PJ, and as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, what's going on, dude? Oh, I'm just excited to be here with you tonight. A good excuse to get some drinks in me, because I needed some drinks in me tonight. <laughs> uh, as we talk pre-show, yeah, we're here just, we're just checking in, everybody. We are, uh, as we said a couple weeks ago, just uh, watching some of the playoffs unfold, uh, keep an eye on, uh, keeping an eye on the, uh, major league baseball. And, uh, we had the U S open that just happened as well. So we're going to hit all those things tonight. And, uh, you know, it felt good TM to go back to that intro sounder, uh, which talked nothing about COVID and I, are we, are we there? Are we finally, I here in Michigan, we are, we are, everything has been lifted. So we are back to normal, at least, and uh, the sports and everything around it seem to be following suit. How are things going in your neck of the woods? Uh, yeah, I mean, New York City lifted everything, so that's big around here. Even though I you know, technically live in New Jersey, you've got 100% capacity Yankee Stadium, um, City Field, Nassau Coliseum, where the Islanders are still playing. In the, uh, call it the Eastern Conference Finals. Technically, it is, but I don't know if you, I know we don't talk a lot of hockey on this show, but I, I did mention pre show. I just want to address this with you real quick. So there's four teams left in the NHL. The really? Islanders are, yes, the Islanders are playing Tampa Bay, and the Vegas Knights are playing the Montreal Canadiens. Now, Tell me what's unusual about those four teams being left. Can you tell me? Well, just by the fact... So there's there's two things, but first off, the fact that Montreal, probably one of the most eastern easterly cities in the United States, or not the United States, but in the NHL, is playing a West Coast Las Vegas team, 
that's it, I mean, you nailed it. That's yep. exact. You know why, right? Or do you not know why? I I honestly have no idea. I know what well, I was really confused and this I mean, sorry, but fuck hockey. Um I was I you know, I've been as we're going to talk tonight, been watching a lot of NBA, so you know, you see the bottom line or you see scores coming through and they're talking about the North Division and the like. I I I was like, what is happening? What happened to the Western Conference? And and I know they re I know they re they realigned and all that. But please, Tiam, refresh well, my memory. <laughs> I can't even. No, no, it's not refreshing your memory. It's because of COVID. The, because the Canadian teams couldn't weren't allowed to come down here and play with the travel. There, there, there are three East Coast, th- three Eastern Conference teams left, and one Western Conference team. Oh, so oh, the, oh my the god! Brackets, okay, you know what I mean? Like the brackets yes. were shipped so they could. Oh, m- oh, oh, I see. So it was all it was all Canadian. Was it all Canadian teams? I know this sounds really bad coming on a sportscast show, but like I just sorry. It was, yeah, because it was it was Winnipeg. I, I forget who no Carolina's in the East. Yeah, because you have Winnipeg, Vancouver. Um, but then yeah, Montreal. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know the full explanation, but it was brought to my attention today during work. Somebody was like, yeah, well, Montreal is actually an Eastern conference team, but and I'm going, okay, that makes sense because I always knew they were and I didn't understand what's going on, but yeah, it's completely COVID related and it had to do with the travel. Cause you know, the Toronto blue Jays are still playing in Buffalo. In Buffalo New York, right. Stadium. Yeah. So, and so like, as you bring up, um, that you in Detroit are 100% back to normal. We are here, you know, speaking in, in mostly sporting terms, but that's what the show is. And then you deal with like our, our, uh, you know, our main founder, one of the two, you know, Jim Law with the, all the, you listen to the binge cast every week. I just still can't believe that, you know, stuff. It's just so different there. Really, it really blows my mind. And then to hear that with hockey, I'm like, oh God, you know, just like you said, like who cares about this fucking sport? They can't even get this right. Like just go. <laughs> but it is locally booming around here with the Islanders. The Islanders fell down two nothing in Game Six last night, down three to two. And I changed the channel. I said, Ah, fuck it, they're screwed. Tampa's just a lot better. Check my phone. Check the score of my phone. Like two minutes later, they came right back and scored. So I put the game back on. They tie it up and then they win like a minute and a half into overtime. And I mean, talk about just electricity in a building oh man nassau coliseum i'm surprised it's still there today it was incredible so we get a pretty awesome game seven so if you're listening to this when we drop it on friday you're getting it tonight and i mean that to me that's appointment television i can't wait to sit down and watch it keep in mind they lost i think it was nine to one in game five in tampa so it could end early it could end well, that's cool. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I'm always down for a game seven, regardless eight. of what sport. Yeah, eight nothing on Monday. Awesome. Great yeah, sport. Great sport you got there. Hockey. But it's so yeah, NBA, you mentioned it. A lot of West Coast, right? I stay up like you said, staying up late, catching some uh West wagering on some ten o'clock tips. Yeah, well, that's, you know, it's summer, it's lighter out here, you know, it doesn't get dark till 9 o'clock, so I'm not in my house at 7 o'clock watching 
the the Eastern Conference games. Sorry, Trey Young, but that ain't you. It ain't you. It ain't you. So, all right. So let's talk TM about. Let's start off with the big golf tournament this weekend. I know everybody loves golf. Um, we had the U.S. Open this pack past weekend in California, which was nice, mind you. It was on late here on the East Coast, which was awesome. And uh, we were texting all weekend long about our boy Bryson Duchambeau. And did you see his absolute implosion? What was it? Was it a triple bogey on like 13 or something? I mean, he just, the, the, the fact that he was in contention on Sunday, just, I was just pissed. I was so pissed. And then he just, and it was awesome. Yeah, he had a, he had the lead at one point and I'm like, "Oh, good god. Are you like, I mean, I made bets all over Bryce Kepka. I don't know, Bryce and what the hell's Kepka's first name? Brooks. Brooks, Brooksy. All over him including my favorite bet of the weekend was for him to finish better than Douche. So Douche is leading the tournament. Yeah. And I'm just like, you have to be kidding me. And his employee, the best part about it was when he put the ball, I, I, I think he went off the mountain after the implosion, right? First, he left the ball into the crowd and it was like leaning against the six pack. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> that was everything because you knew then it was over. And then he he was playing. I think you texted me and said, he's playing like I would. And I'm like, I corrected you. I said, no, no, he's playing like. I'd be playing. I mean, it was it was on the thirteenth hole after six beers and completely like you know thrown, just not caring about playing golf anymore. I'm swinging on the tee as hard as I possibly can. I'm not listening to my dad when he's telling me how to swing in an iron. I'm just like fuck it, <laughs> just clearing the green. So uh, just just a great watch. It, it really made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was cool because there were so many guys in contention, you know, through the first nine, right, on on Sunday. You had like five, or I think ten guys, five of which were in the top, you know, ten in golf, all within like three strokes of each other. And then it obviously petered out, uh, you know, at the end, but going back to douche, uh, my wife, like, we were sitting there watching, my wife will watch golf, and this was like the first time that she had watched Bryson like sit there and do his like pre uh, drive routine. And she's like, wait, what? Like, this is what this guy does. And I'm like, yep. He's like, he looks like a complete DB. I was like, yep. Welcome to golf. And then of course that was like the hole that he blew up and it was, it was awesome. I love it. How about his stupid uh, scorecard in his back pocket with his notes that just says BAD? I didn't see that. What is what is that? Like it's his but Oh, yeah. Oh, what a Oh my god. Oh, are you serious? Oh my god. <laughs> Man, we can just we can just keep digging here. This guy's he's terrible, but I I got to say. So the video we have on social media that we sent back and forth with him jumping up 
walking yeah. by. I got it. I got to tell you. At one point, I did have a thought. I'm like, I don't know. He might be the guy I want to hang out with. <laughs> I mean, that's something I would do. Yeah, you know, and I didn't hate it. Like, I love. I mean, I, I like the fact if if he can enjoy the. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what you want to call this. This Kepka and DeChambeau thing, like, but if both of them can kind of play off of it, it I think it's cool. But he just the way that he approaches the game. And this isn't like, a, you know, I'm a gentleman's golf is a gentleman's game thing. I just, he just looks like a douche when he plays. And that's all that it is. And I didn't like Brooks Kepka at all. When he came out, I didn't like him either. You know, this big muscle bound dude. But like now he's not taking himself so seriously. And that's what, I think maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that Bryson DeChambeau just takes himself so seriously. I can't believe he has a U.S. Open championship. I know. Um, I wasn't paying. That was that last. That was last year, yeah, right? It was last year. Yep. I can't believe it. Thank God it was in the COVID era, so we could at least write it off. I mean, I couldn't imagine, like just like you said, when when he was playing well and in contention, it was nauseating. I wasn't enjoying watching. Yeah, as soon as he went in the lead, because yeah, I think he had the lead at like five under, and. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that is, if he would have won, I it would have ruined my Father's Day. Thank you very yeah. much. And, um, you know, I was what? enjoying a nice dad nap on my porch, watching some golf. And thank God, thank goodness that he imploded because, like, I don't know John Rahm from the rest of the dudes, but he seems like, like an okay guy. And, you know, who ended up winning for those that don't know. And, you know, I just everybody else I was okay with, but not Bryson. Just just go away, dude. Yeah, the story with Rom was so Rom was the odds on favorite to win. He caught a nine to one because the the weekend prior he had a six stroke lead and he was he was pulled from the tournament for a, like a positive COVID test. Yeah. Right. So everybody, everybody put money on him because they said he was going to come out. But with the Masters, everybody was big on him also. Or the wait, do we have the players? The PGA, the PGA in mid-May. On him because he had just uh, his wife had just given birth. And it was, you know, another course just like this past Sunday at the Open. But it was another course that favors uh, long drivers, long straight drivers. Which, which was the same thing this past weekend. So, I mean, there's your golf explanation by why he was favored. But the the casual golf fan was betting on him because of the, the COVID with uh, removal from the previous tournament. So what I had done was I put $50 on Kepka to win the tournament at 20 to 1. So I was really rooting for him. But I had also put, 50, I think I had 10 on Rom. Because just because I'm like, all right, you know, you got to throw something on the favorite. I usually like to bet on Rory and he, Rory was there. I mean, like you said, so many guys were in contention after the, the first nine. I think there was five or six previous winners. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said, yeah, like five of the top 10, which it probably all of them had. When DJ was coming up, I was like, uh oh, right. <laughs> that, that made I'm like, oh, shit. But he kind of felt he's not having the I mean, he's always there, but he's not having a very good year 
Yeah. And then I mean, JT didn't really collapse until Sunday when normally it was Saturday. Yeah. So hey, he's, he's improving by a day, man. <laughs> but it's been great. I'm, I'm, I, golf has really moved up. Uh, watching golf is, has really moved up for me. Um, I, I wish there was more uh, majors because I don't know if I can get into like this weekend's event because it's because with golf, like not every guy plays, you know? Yeah. And so, that's it, uh, what do you think? I mean, do you watch them all? You know, it's it's no. But if if I'm home on a Sunday afternoon, right, I'll turn it on if I'm just sitting on the couch doing some other things. And if it's, you know, I'll watch it. But no, I mean, I mean, I'm a majors guy and then. If it gets into, you know, obviously the Ryder Cup will be in September, which I fucking love. And, um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, the Olympics, they, they just announced, uh, the Olympic teams. Not that that's a big thing, but you know, I'll keep an eye on that. And, um, but yeah, no, I, like you said, I love like the fact that these guys are able to maybe not take themselves so seriously or Kepka can not, I mean, Bryson's still doing it, but everybody else seems to be able to have a little fun with it. Like, that's what, it's it's that that move away from the idea that golf is this gentleman's game. And obviously, we've been moving away from that for a while now, but it just is the next step. The next step of like, hey, you can have maybe some characters in golf, Right. Or some guys that that they can talk some shit. It's okay. That's what all sports do. That's what makes sports great. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing with um, with non major tournaments, like it's a different vibe. I mean, these guys are competing, but it's just not the same. I, I don't know what to compare it to, but maybe it's like hockey regular season to hockey playoffs or, or NBA, you know, it's like. Yeah. Or maybe the, maybe the major leagues. Right. So it's like. uh, It's not going to, going to pump his fist like that when he hit, when he hit that putt on 18, if he did that to in the same scenario in like, you know, just a weekend off tournament kind of thing. It's just different. There's just so much, it's just so much more important and they, they play it that way, obviously, but I don't know. It's just, it, it changes it view. I'm trying to talk from like a viewership perspective, you know, it's like, ah, I can't really care. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, somebody like Tiger makes golf easier to watch. And as we get more people, more guys that are, that are really good golfers and compete, I think it makes it better. That's why this, I think that's why this also was such a good Sunday to watch or even just a whole tournament to watch was because there were so many names involved and names at the top guys that you could root for. Yeah. Yeah. Because just guys that you knew. I mean, yeah, maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's even the better point. Yeah. Guys that you knew versus like when the other two, the, the two leaders essentially going into Sunday, we're, we're names that maybe you've heard. I think it was Henley and somebody else, but clearly they they dropped off, and I think everybody was okay with that. My father kept saying to me because I was like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, Kepka blew it. He, you know, he should have been, he could have easily been minus two Friday and Saturday, and he, he just fucked up. And 
my dad's like, where is he? I'm like, he's even. He's five shots back. My dad's like, he's, it ain't over. And I'm like, really? Because in my head as a gambler, I'm like, it's not fucking winning this thing. But Rom came from, you know, four or five, four down. Yeah. So It's the U.S. Open. That's the nice thing with the U.S. Open. It is considered, I mean, it's always the hardest, right? It's always the longest and the toughest rough. And so the scores are always the lowest. So guys can make runs. They can birdie three or four holes and just be back in it like that. Is it always on that course? No, it's always it's always different, but I it's always just the when they the US Open is just the So the, they oh the grass for those conditions. Yeah, is and yeah, the US Open is always long and really long rough. No matter what it is. They did a US Open here at the course, um, like in my county, same thing, like six hundred and seventy yard par fives. And they don't cut the rough for three weeks. And cool. so, yeah, U.S. Open winners are always in the single digits. It's very rare. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's minus two, not minus three, minus five, obviously, or six. Which, you know, it's 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 good and bad. Like, you don't want to watch golfers struggle. Like, you want the best of the best to play the best, but I also don't need them to be 20 under. Right, right, exactly. All right, so that's enough about golf. Uh, congratulations to John Rahm and uh, everybody else, you know, putting on a good open. It was great. And we'll look forward to, I just said the open, but we'll look forward to the open or the British open, as we all know, uh, in July here. And then um, leading up to the Ryder Cup, which I think is in Wisconsin. It was supposed to be last year. I think it's in Wisconsin this year. And um, we'll go from there. So, golf. Woo! Love it. Wish I could play it more. Oh, speaking of, I was golfing today. I'm on my second drunk of the day, TM. Right. Wow. Good luck tomorrow. I'll text you. <laughs> yeah, so I had a golf golf work outing, and then I went sober for about six hours, and now I'm back. So cheers, everybody. Let me let me ask you a question. I've been having these these thoughts alone, so this will be my first time verbalizing them out loud. I could never get on a course and and play around by myself, right? Like they're always going to throw me with somebody. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, sure. I need to find somewhere where I can play alone because I need a lot of practice. And I don't want to waste anybody else's time. <laughs> oh wait, that's called the driving range. I don't. It's not the same. Yeah, I'm with you. You need a buddy. You need a you need a golf buddy. I do have golf buddies, but you know, making plans. I mean, there's moments in my work day where I can be like, "Wow, I can just go do nine real quick for two hours before I have to go somewhere else." And yeah, you know, gotta be flexible. Could you do it, it? Like maybe though. I don't, and I don't know how Jersey is, but I feel like it here. If like you said, you get some breaks. Like if you went and tried to play somewhere at like eleven a.m. Like, you could go play by yourself. And I don't know for you. Like, not on the weekends, obviously, but in a mid, mid-week. mid That's what I'm thinking. Middle of the day. I think you could get out there by yourself. It's just, uh, you know, the amount of people that play this sport is honestly mind-boggling. Cause, I don't know. It's just like, it's just such a thing. You know, it's too bad. Well, that's... I I wish we were like, like pioneers 
<laughs> of the amateur game. Oh man, <laughs> out here we could play thirty six holes every day for four days. I'll be right there. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, no, I I'm with you, man. It's it's weird because people play golf that are horrendous at golf. Like I don't go fucking play soccer because I'm no good. I'm not going to go play like some men's league or something. Like I don't do things that I'm bad at. I don't go play tennis. Maybe it's a better example. Like my wife and I don't go play tennis because we don't fucking play tennis. But you go out on these outings, people just pick up golf clubs like they're fucking professionals and get out there and hit the ball five feet down the fairway. Like what is happening? It's just, it's crazy that there is this game that you can play and have one good shot or one good putt. And all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I want to do that more. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? You just spent six hours out here and literally swung your club 150 times. You're leaving out a couple of uh, factors that I'm, I'm supporting what you're saying. The cost of the game and the fact that you're boozing the entire time. It's just like, what are you? Like, well, yeah, it, it's really ridiculous. But boozing is what makes it tolerable. The cost of the game is something like, it's amazing. Like, the, the cost actually backs my point where maybe not in outings. Like, when you do outings and stuff, people go out there and have a good time. But, like, sometimes you'll see guys go drop a hundred bucks on a, on a round and you'd be better to just go throw your clubs in the lake and give your hundred dollars to your buddy and be like, buy me the next round. You know, I mean, it's just, but see, this goes talks to my point. What I'm saying about trying to get out there by myself, like I get out a few times a year. It's what one buddy's birthday all the time. Then maybe we get a family round with my brothers and my dad. And then like maybe one other time I get out with a buddy. So it's like probably three times a year. And I don't like, Every time I start those rounds, I'm like, let me just try to play nine holes without drinking and see if I can actually do this. And by the fifth hole, I'm like, fuck it. Let's, you know, just yeah. like, I'm hanging out. You know, it's just, it changes. I want to, I'm trying to personally get away from that vibe and try to like play some golf. Like, be able to, like, I keep saying to, to my wife, I want to get a little better at this sport because eventually I'm going to have to start like, cause you know, everything, I just started a job two years ago. So my first six months was really learning and then COVID. So it's like, eventually I'm going to be going on work golf outings and I'm, there's going to be events from suppliers and there's going to be all this shit and people might, my boss might ask me to play and stuff. I don't want to suck. <laughs> like, how am I going to, what is the way to get better here? I can't just go to a driving range cause I I'm like a driving range all-star. But when I get on a course, that ain't there. So that's all. We could talk about this for hours. I'm better off just moving next door to you and us sneaking out. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> Hello. Uh-oh. My bad. Sorry. I just, oh. I was talking while I, I muted my mic because I was burping in the background as you were making your point. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm totally with you. Totally with you. BJ, uh, everybody. There's my main man right there. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for hanging me out to dry. Not even a fake laugh. Just dead air. <laughs> All right. And with that, let's move on to basketball. 
I've been watching at least a, a good amount of basketball as much as I can. And so we are in the uh, conference finals. And again, we talked about this last time. Uh, last time we had a show a couple weeks ago. Um, the teams still have not necessarily improved as to, which obviously they wouldn't, but in terms of who are we going to have in the finals here, man? This is insane. The, the, the teams that are literally on the display as to these are the two teams in the West and the East. I can't believe this is what we're left with. But I do enjoy, like, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from all the young talent in the NBA. It's, it, it is, it's refreshing. Mm. That's all I can say at this point. Okay. I, I would have to say that the number one topic of discussion, although we're close to a week away from it, it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and that series was the series that I expected, wanted, and planned on, like, you know, watching every minute. Averaging, you know, over 110, 15 points a game. Expected high-scoring games, blah, blah, blah. You get the injury to Harden early, and then you get the Kyrie injury, and uh, the series just, and Middleton not being able to shoot the ball, and uh, just, a, just a strange series, I think, the way it all played out. You had the Durant game, the 49 points, um, just, you know, willing a win game five at home, which was incredible and, and had many people including myself, believing that, you know, they were a lock now to win the series up 3-2. And Milwaukee gets it done at home pretty easily game six. And then the game seven, I mean, did you did you catch any game seven last Saturday? You had an overtime game. Mets scoring to get it to overtime with a Durant two that, you know, was less than a millimeter from being a three and a game winner. And Milwaukee just pulling it out. And, you, you know, you, Giannis is uh, under some scrutiny just because, you know, he's, he can't hit the big foul shots. He's not a go-to shooter at the end of a game. But some other guys on their team stepped up. And I got to tell you, I can't tell you the last time I saw him miss a, a foul shot. Pro- probably I've watched the whole Nets series and then game late in game one last night. He's been fine. Um just, you know, I mean, the guy's a two-time MVP, so the, the argument always was, well, you got this Giannis big guy that can't hit the big outside shot, and he's shaky at the at the foul line, and then you got Durant, who's some say is the best player in the league. So yeah. it was it was a fascinating series from from that perspective. You know, just throw on top that it's local here, so it's, you know, it's in your face. Um, But in the end, I'll just say, yeah, as a Knicks fan, I'm glad they fucking lost. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's good for the league, you know, for ratings, but fuck the Mets. So where, so on that topic, where do we see, where do we see the Nets going from this point forward? I mean, I I mean, seven games in the regular season, PJ, the the big three played together. 
seven games, seven of 72. So I can't imagine anything other than them all just saying, well, we're going to come back for a full season. You know, I mean, what, like, yeah, yeah, they're going to friggin' load management nonsense and they're not all going to play, you know, they're not going to play 60 games together next year, but I think they'll be fine. And I think they'll get the number one seed next year. And, uh, you know, then we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I just, I, I just think they'll probably win the championship next year. To be honest with you, you know, LeBron another year older. Because, like you said, these are young talent. These are interesting teams that are still in it. But you know, if there's no Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers, so it's like Paul George. It's like you can you can kill all your naysayers right now, win this series, and go win the championship. But he won't. He won't. I mean, he's been good. I have to say, and, and 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 watching all these West Coast late nights, like you said, he's been really good, man. Yeah, even in it was game two, you know, he was hitting shots down the. Oh yeah, you know, he just missed down to the wire. Yeah. yeah, but you know, and we've killed him on this show, and I don't really have a right to say anything one way or the other. I, I mean, I just remember him, you know, playoff ball with the Pacers and stuff. So you know, we all had, we all know about that. That's mainstream like knowledge. But I've actually sat down and watched these games, and he's been good, man. Like, you know, I, I can't fault him. Just winning last series, I think, was huge for him. I think people could just get off his back a little bit. I mean, that was that was, that was impressive. That's the number one seed Utah they knocked out. I think- times we had Chad on, and I just shit on Denver and Utah as being regular season teams, and Denver proved my point. But Utah, I thought, was maybe going to pull that out. Donovan Mitchell was unbelievable. Can Donovan Mitchell please come to the Knicks? Or, I mean, he was more impre- he impressed me more than Lillard did. I, I thought Lillard disappeared in in the fourth quarter in every game except for the one we had Chad on after that epic overtime game, and uh, I didn't I didn't see anything from Lillard after that. So that's like the rumor for the Knicks, but it would cost everything. I don't know. It's going to be weird. But anyway, so so back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so the finals know. or the, the, the semis. <laughs> I, I've been seeing the Trey Young. Trey Young, I, I can't stand him. But, I mean, uh, Atlanta plus eight game one last night was like the lock of the season. They won every – they beat the Knicks. They beat – Whoever they beat in the second round, and then they beat Philly. It's all game one. They won every game one. Just sticking it to everybody. Yeah, and Can't, I I love the fact that that Trey Young's, you know, I I don't know, you know, I mean, early on was it it was again when the Knicks and I think we talked about this where he's kind of been he was kind of the villain, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, kind of the guy that that took it and and he backs it up. That's all you know. And I never <clears throat> when he was in college and coming into the NBA, I never. I didn't see I kind of saw this just I don't know I, I don't know if I want to just say like he was just this young punk shoot you know shooter like this this I don't want to say like street ball he just literally just was throwing jacking up shit you know and shots in college that work and I just never thought he would turn into you know a viable NBA player but I mean he's proven a lot of people wrong and we should shave his head and just realize that he's balding and it's okay. It's okay, dude. You can do that. He shoots. <clears throat> I'm going to give some statistics here for Chad C. listening. Yeah. Um, 
So he goes 10 for 12 from the free throw line. He, he's, you know, developed this ability to draw fouls in, in many different situations. And he's really good at it. And I believe they compare that to maybe Steph Curry. There's somebody else in Chad's yelling right now. Cause I'm probably wrong, but here's the other stat that I want to point out. And this is to your point, what you just said, because he scored 48 points last night in game one, beating Milwaukee, right? Four from four of 13 from three. Four of 13. If you watch his games, I know that you, you catch more of the late stuff. He fucking launches it from almost half court sometimes. Like, that's a possession. He yeah. crosses half court, and he just launches. So, there's a little room for improvement there. <laughs> you don't need to be launching 13 three-pointers when you're shooting 20%. I mean... Yeah, and that's but that's the thing is he is he's a finding he's finding a way to score right. Yes, oh, ten and, points from power. And that was but that was just like Steph Curry when Steph Curry came out too. He was just a shooter. He's a small little dude, right? I mean, he was a small small dude, a three point specialist more or less. And then once he came into his own, he was he had the ability to create his own and get to the hole, get foul shots, you know. While still getting open. Now, yeah, Trey's always going to be that player that he was. And if it takes, you know, scoring 48 points and going 25% from the floor, I guess he'll take it. But I, I find Trey Young to be a pure point guard. I don't, I don't consider Steph Curry a pure point guard, though. Right? I don't know. I no, think, I think, I, I, it's hard in the NBA now. I mean, the NBA is positionless, right? Well, you're watching. Are you watching this Phoenix? Uh, I was. I, my TV broke or some shit. I, I no. So no. Paul, Chris Paul is a pure point guard. Yes, and a very good one. Yeah. He's, right. He's been a fireman. Point guard. Trey Young's a point guard. So I mean, I don't know. It's just not how I see Steph Curry. There you go, Paul George. Why why do so many teams in the NBA, by the way, have black jerseys now? Yeah, it's like what? the road the uh home teams wear black. The Nets wear black. Yeah. And uh, it, it is interesting. I, yeah, and a, then and then you get the other like side of the spectrum, right? That we were watching something and like Utah's jerseys, all we turned on the game, like Utah's jerseys were orange and yellow. I was like, what the f- what is happening? It's all money. It's all know, it's all it's all sales. I mean I like I I think I kind of like Phoenix, like the Valley shirt, but it's just all these. I don't know what team I'm watching half the time. I mean, even Phoenix's center court says the Valley in it. I'm like, what? The, what is happening? What's the uh, Atlanta? Is it JFK? They had something. Not JFK. MLK. They had something one night. We were watching. They were home, and I turned to my father and I was like, "What is? Who are we watching?" And he goes, "Just change the channel." <laughs> it's just like so that hates when I try to put on like basketball. I'm like, come on, just throw it out. We're down the shore. I'm like, we've got Mets on, we go to Yankees. And then I'm like, can you just put on more TNT real quick? He's like, and then I change the channel. He goes, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they, it's. It's not my favorite game, but playoffs have been. Uh, playoffs are fun, and these aren't even good playoffs. So. Yeah. I mean, the games have been. The games have been. For the most part, you know, competitive. 
you know, what was it? Uh, Tuesday night? It must have been Tuesday night. Um, the the end of the, the Suns-Clippers game went back and forth. I think there was five lead changes in the last, you know, minute and a half or whatever it is. Um, and I don't know how closely you watched that game, but honestly, dude, the last three minutes of that game may have taken 30 minutes. Uh, that's what Carrie says all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stay up five minutes and finish this. She's like, how many? How much time is left? I'm like, a minute and a half. She goes, all right, see you tomorrow. But they stopped the game for review six times. Even um, who's uh, Van Gundy, not Stan, who just got fired. Who's his brother? Um, Jeff. Jeff, thank you. So Van Gundy, you know, he's one of the color, co- color guys. And he's sitting here just saying, like, this is not like the ump or the umps. The the ref should not be stopping in. This is not even reviewable. What are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? And they're absolutely right. Everything in this game has become, and I understand they need to get the calls right, but you can't look at a game that's moving as fast as the NBA and take it down to a mice microscope level. And, and dictate the outcome of the game. I just, I can't see, there was a play in the game on Tuesday, right? So, and we've seen this a lot even in college basketball where, uh, and I don't remember who had the ball, but maybe it was um, Booker. Phoenix had the ball, they were dribbling up the court, and this was, you know, in the last 30 seconds of the game, and whether it was Paul George or somebody went and swiped the ball out from his hand, right? So, he's swiping the ball left to right, Booker's dribbling the ball, And as, let's say it's Paul George, I don't know, Paul George swipes the ball and swats it out of bounds, Booker's hand is coming down in the dribbling action, and his pinky touches the ball as Paul George is swatting it the opposite direction, and the ball goes to the Clippers because they reviewed it and with a microscope saw that Booker's finger touched the ball as it was heading the opposite direction that he was taking it. And that's the play that the Clippers got the ball back to then take the lead. There's nothing that frustrates me more than that call in basketball right now because it's utter bullshit. I just hate it. I just hate it. it. It's comparable. I think to me, it's it. What you just described is comparable to like, you know, a play at a close play at first, a bang bang play at first base in the majors. But if you're watching a Tigers game and they call a guy Sates that should have been out, don't you want him to get it right? I mean, isn't it the same thing? No, because I think it's it's still human error. But it's not see, but that's the thing, is not like if a guy's dribbling the ball and he's walking up the court and he's dribbling the ball forward and you swipe the ball left as his hand is going downwards. I mean, I guess, I guess what you're saying is like protect the ball or don't let him do that. Right. And then his last team touched it. It's out on them. That's all I'm saying. Yes, it is. But like Van Gundy said, and I totally agree with it's, it's just not the, um, what's the word? Like the, let me ask you this was the call on the court sun's ball yeah it was and they overturned it and i then you and then i completely understand where you and van gundy are coming from 
exactly. It's like, okay, blow the whistle, let's go. Get it out of bounds and let's keep moving. And nobody would have argued. Nobody right. would have argued. It's, it's, I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. It's just not the, the what's the word? when like the It's not what the rule is written for. It's not so you can go and look at the absolute. Now, if, now if it's under the basket, right, and, and it's a loose ball, I'm totally for it. But if a guy's yeah. literally there swatting it away and your hand happens to graze it as it's passing the swatted ball, it just, it's not, it's, it's just. I'm going to tell you tonight, so you're not watching this right now, but I've had it on mute, the, the you know, Phoenix Clippers. There's been like six fucking backcourts. <laughs> They've caught oh, like really? three of them. <laughs> oh my God. And, and the, when they don't call it, the, the other teams are losing their minds and they're right. I mean, you know, if this this game <laughs> again, basketball. I I can't sometimes with this sport, but nah, I hear what you're saying there, and I can understand that. But there was there was there was one game. Wow, how do you fuck that up? There's one game where, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it was Utah Clippers, and they called it out of bounds, like you said, under the basket. And on replay, you saw that the the opposing team's like leg went, you know, kicked it out and you couldn't see it in live, you know, so you got to get that right sometimes, I think. Yeah, I guess I think with a loose ball, that's fine. It's yeah. just, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, but all that said, we're, we're sitting here bitching about it. I've, I've enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed the games I've watched. I enjoyed the quarterfinals, you know, and, and, and the semifinals at this point. Um, the, I like the young talent that's coming up, you know, Kawhi, I understand Kawhi's out and obviously it'd make a huge difference, but I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for the next group of guys. Is Kawhi done for the season? Has that been announced? No, they, and what I thought was weird, they showed him before and I turned the game on now and, but I was watching it before we started and they showed him he's up in a suite, like with his family. Oh wow! Which I thought was weird. Like rather than being on the bench. Hmm. Um, before we turn away from basketball, um, Coach K retiring. Yeah, that's. You has, know, his, I, has his uh, successor been named? I haven't heard. I haven't heard. I I. I'm surprised it took this long uh, again. I, I, you know, as a previous Duke fan who has now pledged allegiance to Rutgers, I can't stand the one and done. And so for him, good for him. Like, get out of here. He's so fucking old anyway, and he wasn't going to win again because, like, following Duke since the early '90s, they couldn't they couldn't keep up with this nonsense and. uh and I think that, I think college has got to fix something. I mean, that, that we'll talk about that once we get into the fall. But I, I just, uh, I mean, good for him. I don't really care. You know, I'm not like, oh, Coach K. I'm not that kind of fan. I followed two athletes and just stuck with the team for a while. But, man, just uh, like another end of an error. And, you know, one of his, you know, pre- I know you hate Duke, so you're probably like vomiting in your seat right now. And I know Chad is too, but. You know, Roy Williams is gone. Now Coach K is gone. Like, talk about young youngins coming up and, and changes. I mean, college basketball is changing a lot, and we're going to see it even more. 
um, as we keep going here. So yeah, and, and it's no, and I I'm with you. I, I it's fine. I I I agree. You know, you like these blue blood programs. I mean, that's what you need. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. you need the villains, right? I mean, you need somebody to root against, and and they're all over. You know, they're everywhere. You know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's no fun. Like, it's a program I followed for 20 years, and, like, I, I've completely lost interest because it's like the one and done's just ruined it. You know, it's like, well, it's like I can't root for that. I can't root for just that jersey anymore. Like, you, you need some guys to lock on to, you know? Yep, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And speaking of TM, and I didn't even – I forgot about this, but the – NBA lottery was on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, baby. Woo! How good for you. Do you know that the Pistons, so the Pistons, so those that don't know, the Pistons actually won the NBA lottery, or or I, I don't know if you say won, but Got the number one pick, number one overall pick. Lost it fifteen times, so yes, you won. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, they've had a, they've not been in the playoffs, or ha- they haven't won a playoff game in forever and series like since '08. They've been at thirteen times. They've never won. They've even lost, you know, dropped space. Anyway, it was the the talk around the town was that there was no way that they were going to get it. The Red Wings got completely screwed last year, and it was—it's just like finally something, a little something good happening in this town for sports. And as long as they don't fuck it up, we're in a good spot, which I like. So I'm excited. Yeah. But that's it. It was a exciting news around here, and sports talk has been that way for three days now, and it's terrible. 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 All That's right, Tim. I wanted to just really uh, mention quickly, uh, you, you can't, I can't get enough. And, and my problem with watching these late night West Coast games is I have to stay on for some Chuck and Shaq. Like, I friggin' love it. That's <laughs> they, great. They do a bunch of segments. They The one last night they were doing was uh, uh, Chuck out playing golf with uh, – the, the host and his son. Oh my God, dude. I, I love it. They really got something going on. We should, we gonna, we might have to watch the um, documentary on them. And There's talk, a doc and, on it? On them? Yeah. It's like a four part or six part on each. I think it's on HBO or something. I'll, I'll send it to you, but oh my God, dude. I love Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, I just, you know what the best part about them is? They're just, they're like, they're like podcasters. They just like rip on each other and then they're like, oh, we got to talk about this game. And then they do that. Like, I don't know how much they actually know. I mean, obviously they know about the game and clearly when they do college basketball, they don't know shit. But they have found something in that group that those four guys between Ernie and Charles and Shaq and it's and Kenny. I mean, they're. They're, it's awesome. It's great, great, and they say a show because it really is, like you said, right? EJ, I have to find it for you. The segment was last night after after the Bucks game. It they, it's called the Black Masters because <laughs> jacket, 
and it's Ernie and his son and Chuck and like another guy on the the crew from the show and uh, Ernie's son won it and then Ernie's son and then Ernie has also won it so, so Ernie win, Ernie's son wins and he's like I'm just happy to be able to win the same tournament as my father and like you know Barkley was winning at the 15th and he blew it's it's incredible like little golf segment awesome. it's just it's awesome yeah I'll find it and send it to you um but all that it, it is it's a it's a I'm sure it's an Emmy winning show. I mean, the production on it is hilarious. And then, of course, I want to hear what Shaq and Charles say about the games. They're, I mean, those guys have been through everything. I'll tell you who I can't stand listening to, though, is Kenny Smith. But there's got to be one guy like that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's got to be somebody that you dislike. And he's, all, he's got two championships and blah, blah, blah. But he's a rocket. He beat the Knicks, so I can't stand him. But. It's it it's such a it's just such a great show. It really is. Yeah, I agree. Right. Viva la basketball. Very good. Who okay, before we move on to the sticky stuff, who wins the NBA championship? Go. I kinda like Phoenix, but I I don't know. Okay. I like I want Paul George to win. I've, I've become a Paul George fan, but I'm looking for I'm looking for Clippers Bucks, and then I don't I I don't care who wins because I think Giannis it'd be good for Giannis in the league. But I'm I'm rooting for and I'm gonna say right now I'm just gonna pick the Clippers for that. I think they're gonna win tonight. They're looking good right now. Yeah, but yeah, Phoenix Phoenix is probably the most complete team. Um. Anybody but Trey Young, can I say that? Yes, you can. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> so Devin Booker, that game Tuesday I was talking about, he um he busted his nose, right? And it was bleeding all over and all that. He is now so Devin Booker's a weird looking dude as it is. Not like weird looking. He just he's just whatever, you know. Anyway. Yeah, now he's wearing the shield. He's wearing the shield now. And he looks like you ever seen that movie Vanilla Sky with T, with Tom Cruise? Yeah, that's exactly what he, <laughs> he looks like. It. He looks like Tom Cruise with the the prosthetic on his face. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. Oh, top of the key, Sat. He's off. It's the mask. <sighs> oh my god! It's great, dude. I bet Clippers money line. Anyway, all right. Over though. I've learned in these playoffs is a 20 point lead is not safe. Yes. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, play. Um, uh, I don't have a sounder. I don't have a sounder. I just want to break something up. I don't even know what to play. Here we go. Uh, um, um, uh, just kidding. Anyway, (laughs) major league baseball. All right, TM. So I need you to explain to me what is happening in major league baseball with all the substance checks and go. Okay. So there's, um, an issue with the sticky stuff pitchers, um, using foreign substances to get a better grip on the ball, get a better, uh, spin rate. And, um, there must be some dick sucking going on there. I don't, I don't understand. Jacob DeGrom was the first pitcher to be legally searched pregame and 
He obviously doesn't use any substances because he's the best pitcher in baseball and in the world and forever and Hall of Fame and the Mets are in first place. So there you go. That's baseball. Just kidding. Wait. Not kidding. That's all true. But anyway, so right. So the word I was trying to come up with pre-show that I couldn't was uh, spider tack. That's right. Right. So uh, 2018, thereabouts, Trevor Bauer gave an interview, said – uh, pitchers are using foreign sticky substances like spider tack uh, to get a better spin rate. He then pitched an inning using it to prove, you know, said statistics and data and stuff. Um, and there's, I think Josh Donaldson had said something about Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole took a lot of heat Um in this area, at least, and it was it was like the the first or second day this stuff all started coming out into the mainstream about a week ago, and then Garrett Cole went out on a Thursday afternoon and embarrassed the Twins with no sticky stuff. So, I mean, you take that however you want to. Is Garrett Cole just a really good pitcher, or are the Twins one of the worst teams in baseball? I'll take the latter. And then, um, sorry, Jesse, your, your team sucks. And then. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what you know. I mean, that's that's the topic, and that's what we're dealing with. So, I mean, you're a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. I mean, I didn't get to a level where I was playing with a wooden bat and using the pine tar and stuff. Um, but that's kind of where the discussion starts to, you know, level off. It's like, well, if the batters can put all this shit on the bat and use it for grip and stuff. You got a rosin bag sitting on the mound. That's for grip. Um, I mean, what's the difference? It's kind of. And Pete Alonso on the Mets was interviewed the day after Garrett Cole was interviewed. And um, Alonso basically said, hey, I absolutely support them using it. I mean, if there's guys out there on the mound throwing 100 plus miles an hour, which is the case these days. I mean, you watch Met games now, which I obviously do almost every day. DeGrom's throwing 101-102. You've got Edwin Diaz, our closer, throwing a 100-101. And um, Alonzo basically said, hey, I want these guys to have a grip on the baseball. If they're going to be throwing the ball this hard, I don't want to be getting hit in the face. And that's exactly what happened to Kevin Pillar on the Mets this year. He got yeah. hit right in the fucking face. Reconstructive disaster. I mean, it's a it's a terrible, if you if you hadn't seen it, PJ, go look it up. It's fucking brutal. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, no, I saw, I saw it all. Yep, absolutely. You didn't move. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 100 miles per hour, 60 oh. feet. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the story. So, what's happened now is they are literally checking pitchers pregame. Um, now, I probably should have done a little bit more uh, prep for this, but I do know that one guy dropped his pants. Yeah, it was was Sergio Romo for the A's. Yep. And then what is the story with um, Girardi threatening somebody? Uh, That's a whole other thing. I'm going to have to look that up. But anyway, so yeah, so these guys are getting searched. Pitchers are getting searched pregame, basically. It's like a pat down. It's like going into a concert. You know, let me check you for drugs and weapons. It's yeah. pretty fucking easy. But, you know, I mean, 
let's, I mean, this, this conversation, honestly, I think needs to just be a, a major league baseball conversation. They fuck everything up. And this is just, I think, another chapter to them doing something that by September, when the pennant races are like in full swing, they're not going to do this anymore. It's yeah. just it's fucking nonsense. Well, man. that was that was one of the big arguments when this all came down, right? They gave them what, like three days notice? Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. It was just kind of like, hey, we're going to start doing this. And I think, you know, pitchers and batters knew, everybody knew that whatever was happening, but it's not, this isn't something that you just randomly do and then say, all right, we're doing this in uh, two days. And I, I guess obviously, obviously they had the right to do it, but I don't know. There's, there, there is a part of me though, TM, like the, the game of baseball is turned into home runs, right? It's home runs and strikeouts. That's it, right? It's what's a lot of what's happened. And is that because, and I don't want to say this because of spider tag, but pitchers seem to be better than they have ever been. Or maybe it's that hitters are worse than they've been. I don't know. But the game, or maybe maybe the game has changed that much that nobody cares about being a 300 hitter and they care about, you know, putting up 50 bombs. But I wonder how much of that is because of how good the pitchers are. We have been in this household, we've been watching some of the college world series and the games are a little bit more, I don't know. They're, I, I want to say they're a little faster paced moving or, or watchable because there seem to be, there's more plays, there's more hits. And I don't know if that's because pitchers aren't as good. And I'm not, this is a, not a substance thing, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out if the M, if the MLB is trying to equal the playing field a little bit. And seeing the writing on the wall with pitchers becoming too good. Well, I think another factor in this conversation is launch angle and more player, uh, more batters just trying to hit home runs. Right. Sure. And I would agree. So, yeah, I mean, we can go back to at least, and I feel like that Major League Baseball, the errors are always changing. Like there's pitcher dominant errors. There's hitter dominant error, the steroid error with McGuire and Sosa, obviously dominated by the hitter, right? I mean, again, cheating and illegal, but it happened. So you have the, it's, you know, they, the ball. I listened to a podcast about Major League Baseball buying Rawlings, and then you had a year of just, monster offense and now they apparently changed the ball this year they're calling it the dead ball and uh pete alonzo again I, I keep bringing him up because he's a young player in the new york media who just seems to be extremely outspoken and i sometimes wonder if he should just shut his mouth but he had said in an interview that um major league baseball adjusts the 
balls based on what what is the free agent class going to be at the end of the year. He literally said that to New York media. That is crazy. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, because, uh, you know, they adjust the ball based on the fact that, oh, well, this many monster hitters are going to free agency. They're going to they're going to dumb down the ball for a dead ball season so that the money. I mean, it's just like mind blowing. It's like, wow. You hear somebody say that all this is going to lead to the contract negotiations with the union. And I mean, around here, they just discuss a guaranteed work stoppage with baseball. So to me, in in this day and age, that is going to be weird. I mean, it happened in the 90s. Yeah. But to happen now, I mean. It would be very strange, for sure. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of factors that partake in all this. But, you know, for the last few years, whether it's the ball or not, blah, 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 for the last few years with the strikeout home run shit, there was a lot of home runs. So maybe now the pitchers have just figured out how to pitch to this. You know, was kind of what I was. That was kind of my mindset early this season, and actually a lot of last year, watching Degrom pitch, and because that's what they talk about for freaking seven innings. You know, so I was just kind of like, all right, well the pitchers, if all these guys are going to swing with you know like an uppercut to try to get launch angle, then as a pitcher, why would you not throw more higher like rising fastballs and stuff to you know to for swing and miss? So. Maybe they just figured out how to combat launch angle, and now all of a sudden they're cheating. So I, I think I think it's a it's an argument, man, and I don't know the answer. I don't. Yeah, and I'm with you. And that's yeah, it's there's no definitive answer, and I think I think you're 100 percent right. They just I I think there is a large portion of players nobody cares to hit singles. Sorry, sorry, Tony Gwynn, but. There's not going to be another, you know, or even like an Ichiro. Like, they just, everyone's hit bombs. And that's it, all it is. That's it. Well, I think, I think it hurts. Like, I think if that, if that is true, which I think you're right, especially as, as more and more younger guys come into the league, I think it, I think it sucks, honestly. Um, my favorite player was Lenny Dykstra. I like a scrappy guy whose uniform gets dirty, wants to slide head first. I, my favorite play in baseball is the triple. Um, that's kind of how I look at the game and players like Aaron judge and Giancarlo Stanton who hit 40 homers a year, but also only play 40 games because they're injured the entire time because they pull their pectoral or they're fucking oblique or they're lat or whatnot because you know, they're not lifting properly for the game. I don't like that shit personally. I mean, I just don't. And they're not on my team. Thank God. So fuck them. But I like Louis Guillaume on the Mets let off an inning last night and he drag bunted into the ship and fucking got a base hit. And I almost got a boner. I was like, oh, like, yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about. And Michael Conforto comes back from six, uh, six week hamstring injury and he rips a fucking double into the corner in the first inning and they end up scoring two runs after that. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I mean, that's baseball, man. And what you're, and your point about, the college game, we were out to dinner two nights ago uh, up by my in-laws, and that was the only game there. The Virginia-Mississippi State game on the TV, and what a hilarious inning I watched where they scored four fucking runs. Every player slid into first base. It was like madness. 
and I loved every minute of it. And that's baseball, man. And the game today sucks. Watching a Yankee game blows. I mean, these guys all strike out or fly it to the morning track, if not hitting a home run. I mean. Yeah, I, I'm i with you, man. It, it's it's sad. It sucks. I don't coach that. I know you don't coach launch angle and home run or strikeout. No. So you know, the game needs to be saved a little here. I got to tell you another thing I was thinking about telling me this last week. So I found out from my dad, my local, I'm, I moved back to my hometown two years ago. The local Little League has six teams. When I played, there were 16. They're all playing soccer. I see how yeah. baseball is dying, man. It's dying. Fuck. You have to you move, dude. Old- you have to move. It's a great Little League field. I would love my kid to play Rutherford Little League because the field's great. But, yeah, I, I'm telling you, it's it's uh, it's the sport is hurting. And that's why this sticky shit, like, who's a fucking eight-year-old kid sitting on the couch? Like, your son. You're sitting there with your son, and Fulmer comes out for the ninth to get a save. And they're going to friggin' start touching them all. Down. <laughs> them for a weapon, basically? Like, what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. And that's what we talked about the rule changes, you know, and things that they're doing and, uh, you know, in the minor leagues. And I don't know. I, they gotta, I think they got to do a little something. Um, not kill the game because I love the game, but do something to, to help both sides, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's weird. There's going to, I mean, I think we're, we're headed towards a strike and maybe things will change from there. Universal DH next year, no doubt about it. Uh, please get rid of the play runner on second base for the play. The yeah, yeah. They do that shit in Little League. Great. Great. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Baseball, Susan, as a uh, famous oh. Yankee. I do, have to, I do have to talk about one thing. So. The the Tigers played the Angels last weekend. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the inaugural or what, but we got a YouTube TV game. Oh, no, that's been done around here, yeah. Okay, be, and I, I know why it was is because, you know, Mr. Otani pitched against us. And the amount of dick sucking that happened with this guy I mean, like, I, I get it, but, oh, my God, damn. Like, I mean, it's it's Jesus Christ in a baseball uniform. Like, what the fuck? Like, the guy's, the guy's a fine pitcher, but he's, like, 7-4 and four on the season. Like, everybody relax just a little bit, please. Please. It's okay. I, I think what you and I, I think what we need to do for the show I think we should do oh, – I'm finally seeing Kawhi in the booth yet. We should do a show during the MLB All-Star game. Ooh. Not, not the home run derby and shit. I think we should do it during the All-Star game because I love you bringing that up because some of these stars on these teams, like we would, we, I think I think it would be a good commentary. I think we should commentate the All-Star game. Unfortunately, it's going to be way too long. Yeah. Be seven uh, hours and go till midnight, and nobody will be watching. But we can definitely, we at least, we can definitely start out while watching for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just cause, yeah. Just, just anyway, guys, fine, but 
Jeez, I mean, like, just just go away. Just go away, please. And the YouTube, for anybody that hasn't got the pleasure of what... The, the commentators were fucking awful. They were interviewing players. Like, Trout wasn't playing that night, so they were interviewing him during the entire half inning, which I hate that shit as it is. Right. Um, and it, and and it was it was like four half innings in a row. They were interviewing people. It was just terrible. I just I understand what they're trying to do with baseball, but do something different. Not that. It was really is really not much worse than a Rod's team on Sunday Night Baseball. So. Oh yeah, I, yeah. We don't we don't get Sunday Night Baseball here. So I'm saying our team. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. My team's on Sunday Night Baseball. I don't even watch it. Ugh. Terrible. All right. Um, let's get out of here, TM. We will pick this back up. We've got uh, NBA Finals to talk about in the next couple weeks. Um, MLB still moving forward. Mets still doing their thing. We'll see how this substance spider tax shit kind of works itself out over the next two weeks and uh nfl training camp coming around the corner uh we didn't talk about rogers and his bullshit but who cares and um other than that i don't know anything else you want to bring up before we check out of here nah man first place bets let's go i mean amazingly just injuries galore and the the triple a guys have come up and done a great job now then then some of the regs are coming back and uh let's go Degrom, please stay healthy and uh let's let's see some playoffs yet at least it's so friggin bad your braves are terrible yeah and so let's go fuck yeah all right everybody we'll uh catch you guys hey call in leave a message uh 708-316-8822 let us know what you guys are thinking and we'll uh we'll go from there with that i say peace You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting.